Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This month and every month throughout the year, discover Corona Hard Seltzer, the only hard seltzer made with pure beach vibes. With a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, and 90 calories and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. He's taken some time to um, mentally think about the season and where he's at health-wise, and then he'll decide what he wants to do. Well, I didn't need to see that to know that Alexander can do those things. I, I, I've seen him play, and he's he's a good back. So um, he he needs to stay healthy, obviously, which would help those those situations. You know, he missed some, some time because of, he got a concussion on special teams, I believe. Yeah, I think it's important that we monitor Delvin's workload and, and as we go forward. But like I said before, you know, at the end of the ball game. We need our best players in the game. And Dalvin's not, not only one of our best players, but one of the best players in the NFL. Yes, he is. That is true. A uh, couple sound bites there. Mike Zimmer talking about Dalvin Cook. And then uh, the sound bite at the start there was him saying, listen, Gary Kubiak just needs a couple minutes to figure out what he's going to do with his life. And then we'll we'll proceed from there. This is Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff producing. And if you are familiar with our longtime radio show and now podcast, Mackie and Judd, every single week for a number of years, we have done a segment that we call Write That Down and uh, and Write That Down Predictions. We are the only sports show in America that actually keeps track of our predictions every year and keeps track of our batting averages and home runs, quote unquote, as we write it down, write you them. like writing things down. Write this down. So it's been one of our most fun segments, and we welcome listeners into the segment every single week. And we're gonna we're gonna continue on with classic. Write that down every single Wednesday on Mackie and Judd. But the big breaking news for 2021 is the write that down committee has met. They mm-hmm. have talked about expansion, yep. much like Adam Silver and the NBA has talked about Vegas and Seattle. Should we add more teams? We've said we should take write that down. To the next level, what other territories can we bring the accountability session that comes with write that down? And we say, you know what? Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. It's time to bring write that down to Vikings form in Purple Daily. And so starting this week, and we're going to bring in a guest listener predictor here in just a second. By the way, who hit one of the biggest home runs in the history of the segment. 
uh, last year. We're going to fire this up every single week on Wednesdays here on Purple Daily, Apple, Spotify, Scornorth.com, and also YouTube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast. And we're going to invite listeners in every week. So if you want to make, and we'll go through it this week, uh, there's no accountability session because we haven't made predictions. But if you want to be part of this segment any given week, send me, Phil Mackey, at Phil Mackey, or Declan, at Dex's Tweets, D-E-X-S Tweets. Send us a DM on Twitter, and we will get you scheduled. But Dex, let's fire this thing up. Let's rock and roll. Most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd with Rami. This is the big leagues where we own our terrible predictions. Write this down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. Write it down. You like writing things down. It's Write That Down with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. And uh, unfortunately for Rami, he's our friend, old co-host of the show. Uh, This will be the last time that his intro plays. We said we're going to keep him on the marquee until this week. We'll have a new intro for next week. But He was still in contention. He was was in contention. I I also I needed a t-shirt. From last year, because I survived Rami Makhlouf's Super Bowl party, and I, I he saw me eat more food than I, he didn't think anyone my size could eat. So I did earn a major respect from Rami Makhlouf for surviving yeah. that party. We love Rami. He's a, even though he's a Bears fan, we'll get yes, him on today. here at some point again. He was on Purple Daily at one point last year. Teams going the playoffs. Yeah, thanks wow. to the Vikings. Woof. So here's how write that down works: three Vikings or football related predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. And people, if, if, if you're new to this here on Purple Daily, then you'll you'll understand that when we say they must be quantifiable, we are very strict about that. Yep. Like if you say uh, the Minnesota Vikings will draft a quarterback this spring and the draft because of COVID gets bumped to the summer, you're wrong. Like specifics matter in this segment. But three Vikings or football related predictions from everybody each week. And when I say football related, it can be very loosely football related too. like if you want to predict that Declan's going to drink nine Corona hard seltzers on a football Sunday um, and crush all the cans well, on his head. That's Ventline a, that's a football suffer. prediction. Yes. Yes. Or vent line might be even more amazing. <laughs> we keep track of batting averages and home runs on this segment. And like I said, listeners can DM me or Declan on Twitter. If you want to participate, let's bring in here. Our first guest listener predictor. His name is Kip Vikes fan, 1930 on Twitter. And Kip, we got to congratulate you because you are, I think you are probably the holder of the longest home run ever hit in Write That Down history. When at the beginning of the year, on the classic Mackie and Judd edition of this, you said the Washington football team will win the NFC East with exactly a 7-9 record, and the Philadelphia Eagles would aid them in getting to the postseason. All of those things happened. It's one of the great home runs ever hit. That's a true Kip tape measure shot. Mantle... Maris in 61, Kip. McGuire, little juiced up, and Kip. Nice job, man. Um, yeah, so I actually was sweating it out when they were playing Carolina, and kind of a backstory is I have my fantasy football team, and um, I give out a shout-out to Eric, Tom, and John, and, and John is a Philly fan, so him and I have been at it since 2017. We don't get along. Um, he, he's, he's a Carson Wentz believer. He's a Philly fan <laughs> through and through, and he held 38-7 to to my feet over the fire for the year. <laughs> um, so 
Um, so when they were, I was calling for the upset in Carolina, that Carolina was going to upset the Redskins. And I got obliterated in the chat because I also had to remind them that this home run prediction was hinging on that game. And I'm like, oh, no, because I didn't think it would happen. And then it started to happen, and I'm going, this could happen. But as a, as a Vikings fan, I know not to get my hopes up until the clock hit zero. So when it hit zero, and then when they were playing Philly, I didn't even think the Philly component was going to play a part until the fourth quarter when they bench. <laughs> and I'm going, Philly. I got the home, I got the home run, and then the Philly happened. And I'm going, I could not have planned it out. That is the Minneapolis miracle throw that happened there. <laughs> I mean, I was sitting there going, yeah. That's awesome. So, so I do have to give props to Eric and uh, Tom, who actually came up with the prediction. Um, so I, I, I solely cannot claim credit. I just kind of stepped up to the plate, but them two actually came wow. up with it and they kind of threw it out. They kind of threw out like a funny joke, like, okay. Cause I told them it had to be a home run. And they said, Washington winning the division is going to be a home run within itself. So, yeah. um, I went back to the drawing board, so I might have, I, I have one prediction that was kind of quantifiable for the playoffs. So I'll take that prediction in this week along with a couple others. Awesome. So, so uh, yeah. a, a legendary moonshot, a legendary moonshot by Kip. And uh, mm-hmm. your home run also put the listeners collectively in the lead and, and you became the, the home run champions uh, of, uh, of us. So congratulations. So this is, this is the first ever episode of purple, write that down in which, like we said at the top, every prediction has to be either a Vikings or loosely football related, or it can be you know it can be college football related, but football related predictions. We'll do it this way: three predictions from everybody. We'll take three laps around the room. We'll start with Kip. We'll go Judd, Declan, and back to me, Phil Mackey, and we'll do it three times. So lead us off, Kip. Write it down. You like writing things down. What's your first prediction? Okay, this is from the group, and this is actually from John, who's a huge Ohio State fan. So he is predicting that. The Ohio State will upset Clemson in the national championship game by a score of 56 to 28. That Justin Fields will come, or excuse me, Alabama, Alabama. Sorry, he was he was emotional on that game. Um, That (laughs) Alabama or um, Ohio State will beat Alabama in the championship game by three scores. I'm just going to keep it three scores by three scores. Wow. Okay. So so there's some leeway there like like three yeah. three scores could be are we if it's a 16 point win that's only two scores right so it's got to be 17, 17 18 all the way up to whatever right. the math is that would be 17 well yeah we'll do 17 then we'll do it 17 no, no, that way no, we ain't gonna I, have no supreme I think we okay. should go three scores so that you have a, unless you cuz if if you go 17 okay. that would be a home run if we go three scores it probably okay. still is okay. we'll give you some, we'll give some leeway would pop off if they lose by that much <laughs> <laughs> It'll just come right off. Write this down. All right, Judd uh-huh. Zolgad, your first prediction. Okay, my first prediction for Vi- for Vikings slash football, write that down on Purple Daily. Clint Kubiak will be the Vikings' next offensive coordinator. Yeah, Clint Kubiak. Gary is going to I, – I think Gary might agree to come back in the advisor role again. And the more I think about it, because Zim does not want change, it'll be Clint Kubiak. So the write that down, just to be clear, is Clint Kubiak is the next Vikings offensive coordinator. That's right, tracking that. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Declan Goff. All right, on the contrary, the Vikings' next offensive coordinator will be a former full-time NFL head coach. 
the Vikings' next offensive coordinator. So Hugh Jackson, Anthony Lynn, Anthony Lynn Jay Gruden. Yep, will be a former NFL head coach. Bill Parcells. Yeah. Hugh Jackson. Can you imagine if Hugh Jack- Jackson got the job here? I actually could see that. Mike Zimmer loves, loves former crusty old yeah, coaches. To yeah, I think, his, I think his uh, reputation is sullied enough that there would be outrage if Zimmer tried to hire him again. All right, here's my first prediction. Write it down. You like writing things down. I'm going to beat you guys to this one. It's pretty obvious. We're going to start with, uh, we're going to square up <laughs> the for The Vikings will win the next four Super Bowls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Kyle Rudolph will be cut. Kyle Rudolph will be cut. I'll just say um, be cut. he'll be cut before training camp. Kyle, okay. I'm going to give myself a, a huge runway here. Kyle Rudolph will be cut before training camp from the Vikings roster. Okay. There will be there will not be a restructure or a trade. They're just going to say goodbye to Kyle Rudolph. And Write this down. Very emotional. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Kip, your second prediction. Oh, man. I was going to go with the offensive coordinator route, but that was too like uh, Declan kind of stole it, but I was like, yeah, I don't want I don't want to parlay and and over. So you can amend um, it if you want, Kip. Like you can you can make your own. That's another rule. You can make a duplicate prediction. You just have to add something to it. I'm going to let's see. I'm going to say that um the Vikings will be will hire someone outside of the organization or uh, organization for the uh, no, I'm gonna double down. I'm gonna say the Vikings uh, take Anthony Lynn as the offensive okay. coordinator. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick with that. Wow. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of smoke coming from that camp. Even though he likes to air it out a lot, I think that Rick's gonna overrule Mike in this regard because I think they're both their lines are on the job or okay. yeah on the line. Yes, so. yeah, yeah. It's and Anthony Lynn actually the, the Chargers were top ten in rushing attempts last year. He's he went like back. three and a half yards a yeah, carry. Chad, Chad Graff threw it out too last year uh, yesterday that. Yeah. He could be a potential candidate. So mm-hmm. write this down. Oh, Judd Zolgad. No, it'll be it'll be Kubiak and Son. Um, <laughs> speaking of the Broncos, I'm going to already because this seems very fitting for me. Start to fire people. The Broncos will fire Vic Fangio before the end of the 2021 oh, season. Vic Fangio. So they're, they're going to get because because oh. they're going to have a new GM now. That guy is going to come in. Fangio is going to lose like four games fairly quickly next season. So the Broncos will fire Vic Fangio, who I absolutely love. One of the great football names oh, yeah. of all time. Dude. And, 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 and he, he looks, looks like a Vic. He looks That's exactly the best part. like a Vic Fangio. And he looks like a guy who should coach defense, which he does. Vic Fangio fired before the end of the 2021 20, I mean, season. If you walked into a room and someone said, gun to the head, you've never seen this man before, you have one guess, what's his name? You'd be like, Vic, Vic Fangio. Yeah. <laughs> and does he like <laughs> offense or defense? Oh, no, he definitely likes defense. His name's Vic Fangio. No trust in my guy, Drew right, Luck. Declan, your second no, prediction. No, Declan, I have no, no trust in does. No. All right, Riley Reef will resign with the Vikings. Oh, Riley Reef will resign with the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. All right, well, so I'm going to give mine, and then we might have to haggle over something. Okay, cool. He's already under contract. With the, with oh, the Vikings, yes. right? Okay. Yep. So my prediction is Riley Reef will agree to a restructured two-year contract with the Vikings before the end of March. So he so he's under contract for you know the cap hit is but like thirteen and a big, half, and he's going to get a big chunk of change in yeah. a bonus. Okay. So I'm saying he will agree to a restructured well, two-year contract. And what did Declan so say? I, I have to amend mine because I think he's re, he's going to re-sign. So like I can't because he's already but he's under already contract, signed. So I have to amend mine. Mm-hmm. Probably was what you're trying to say. I'm jumping in line. You're like the Vikings in yep. the 2003 what is going draft on right here? now. You okay. missed your pick. All right, fine. I'll just I'll just say this. I'll just say, Riley Reef will be cut by the Vikings. Whoa! You're I'll going to wait, 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 what? I'll just what? go the opposite. He'll be cut. Wait, you just said he's going to be. Su- no, no, no. no. I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna say it's, I'm just gonna take the opposite. If he's going to do the restructure, I'm just gonna say he's gonna take the opposite. What's going on? Where's your conviction? 
It, it, just write that like, down. I'm just this is like, write that down just started. We'll write that down, veterans, damn it. No, it's fine. I mean, if Kip came in and screwed up, I wouldn't be surprised. No, it'll be fine. He'll be cut. It's fine. So he's just gone. You're just going to cut him. Write that down is off the rails. And fine. It's off the damn rails. If it happens, then I look like a genius. Write it down. You like writing things down. You just changed. You write that down totally. All right, fine. Kip, your final prediction here. I'd like to apologize, Kip. Uh, yeah. Hold on. We can't really hear Kip. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, as a, okay. As an homage to, to the sports dad, by week 10, Judd Zolgad will post a written article on Score North calling for the firing of Rick Spielman, Mike Zimmer, the whole damn staff, yes. because he cannot stand that they're going status quo <laughs> by week 10 of next year. So I'm going to give half a season to sports dad. Yeah. So by week 10, this he's going to call for the firing. And, and pleading the Welsh to just shoot the horse in the leg with the broken leg. Just just, just, just clear house. Oh, you don't shoot the horse in the her. leg, my man. You shoot the horse in the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing about a leg going on here. Oh, you know what? Because I'll forget about this, but you you got to fight. You got a good chance of this happening. Yeah. Judge already got that one drafted. It's yeah. just ready to be posted. So. Just don't hit yeah. publish. All right, whoops, Kip. Uh, is there anyone you'd like to thank that got you to this point here in your in your life as a member of the Write That Down Army, one of the great Write That Down home run hitters of all time? Um, I just uh, I, there's a lot of people I'd thank, but I I thank from uh, my my wife first importantly for putting up with me every Sunday for being a, a depressed Vikings fan that she said it's always going to happen, they're always going to lose, and you're going to be in the pit of despair until they win the Super Bowl. Um, I do want to thank you guys for being kind of a light in the the darkness right now, you know, just an escape from reality. Um, I do want to give props to Judd Zolgad and and Brian Murphy on that wonderful four-part piece with the 2010 uh, look back on Purple Day. That was was wonderful. I am am 31 years old, so I fall in the realm of Declan's (laughs) age that I became a Vikings fan in 1998. And we need to have more Vikings fan sports rewinds. But other than that, I uh, just I didn't even think this prediction would come possible. So it, it's an honor <laughs> to be in the history of write that down, and and hopefully I'll be on more to uh, make more predictions with you guys. So awesome, man! That was great, Kip. That's a Thank, Vikes you. Fan Thank you, Vikings fan. We'll get him on again. That's yeah, he's. Awesome. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to have like a write that down Hall of Fame. Yeah, and, and Kip is going to be yeah maybe up for. But his two buddies, so his two friends crafted it, and, and then he just executed the. I, you know, I, I think I, it was just the first one. I want to give them credit for that. No, I no, think no. I, I think just the Ohio State one he credited. Oh, I thought he buddies. was saying that they had told him about the Washington because, one because they're they're the no, ones they, they, that they, said, they nudged him to the Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, all right, yeah. all right. <laughs> so I'm. <clears throat> so I just have a question: Is, is that like a McGuire Sosa shot, like? Because Kip, he's saying Kip's on steroids. And saying, that's how he's hitting I'm bombs and write that, that down. If you get your buddies, like it's a trio of people, and you put together write that down that are essentially tape measure home runs. Are we talking about summer '98? I mean, if you're accusing Kip of being on performance enhancing prediction down. drugs, then <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> Judd Zolgad's final prediction oh. of the first week of Purple. Write that down. Okay, so I've got a new OC for the Vikings. I've got a firing in Denver. Let's end this on a very Zolgadian note. Dalvin Cook will not play in more than 12 games next regular season. 
Okay. So Dalvin Cook yeah. will not play in more than the, the workload of 2020, in my opinion, is going to catch up to this talented young man. It's not his fault, but he's going to miss at least four games, if not more. Yeah, I mean, you see what happened to Christian McCaffrey this year. Like, it, it happens all the time when a guy goes beyond his normal workload or, like, you know, an unprecedented workload yeah. and then just automatically misses a month the next season. Yep. So. All right. Write this down. Dex, your final prediction. All right, I, I, I'm not getting cold feet in the reef one, but I just want I want to ask you guys one other thing with the clarification on it. Can I say Riley Reef would be released from his current contract instead of cut? Because if a cut could be re-signed, like could I say can be released from his current contract? Well, he's not going to play for his current contract. So if, if that's what you're trying to say, then it's just we'll give you the layup if you want to start I got you. a hit. No, I'll just go with the cut. I'll stay with the cut. Okay. I'll stay with the cut. I'll stay with the cut. Because yeah. like there's zero chance they just bring him back for thirteen and a half million dollars. Right. Like okay. he'll either get a he'll either get a restructured deal or he'll get cut. He'll be cut. Got yeah. it. Okay. Now my final prediction. Okay. <laughs> the Vikings will acquire a second round pick in the 2021 NFL draft. They don't have a second round pick right now. Dude, you and I are tracking. I, get, I, gotta change my, I literally have that for my third prediction. This is I have to change mine. This is unbelievable. The Vikings wow. will acquire a second guys, round pick. You guys are just on the same wavelength. How is that possible? It's amazing. All right, so they'll, they'll, they'll have a second round pick. That's Write it down. You like writing things down. Wow. Should fire I add so, to that fire or I... somebody, you guys. Do something. Come okay. on. Here's what I'll do. Fire somebody. Here's what I'll do. Write this down. Okay. Yep. A credible. You can help me with this, but a credible mainstream report. So not just like a random blog or something like, like a, a shifter like, like, or like we all a agree, glazer. like we would all have to agree, like, okay, that's legit. Yeah, I hear you. A credible mainstream report will surface between now and March 10th, speculating on a Kirk Cousins trade to San Francisco. So at some sort of like so what's I'm thinking the, one of these like Ken Rosenthal does in baseball where it's like Here's an idea. So, like, Sando did that recently in The Athletic within yep, the last couple of days. So I'm saying another one, and I'm not saying he's not credible, but I'm, I am I think Sando is more speculating. Right. Which, by the way— if But what's the line between starting, speculating and, and what we call an actual credible report? Um, I'm saying there will be information. It, it won't just be, like, throwing something at the wall, a theory. It'll, okay. it'll be rooted in some sort of information. Okay. So it can be—it's a little bit subjective— and I'm sort of relying on you guys to say yay or nay when I present an article to you at some okay. point. Between now and March 10th, okay? I like it. So, there it is. Write that down. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Here on Purple Daily. And again, if you want, we can put two in the YouTube description, too, just like a reminder. Um, if you want to be part of this segment going forward, we got a bunch of openings. This is the first time that we've ever done this on Purple Daily. We're bringing this Mackie and Judd segment over to uh, Purple Daily. So, hit us up. Hit me up. DM me on Twitter, at Phil Mackie or... Dex's tweets. Uh, before we wrap the episode here, boys, Daniil Hunter, Judd, you floated this note to us in, a, in an email last night. So I, I want to ask it this way. Assuming that the Vikings don't get crazy and like fire Zimmer and make a bunch of like, you know, structural changes. Yep. It seems like the franchise is likely to just sort of run it back in, in some way in 2021 uh, under the premise that getting some defensive starters back will be the big difference between seven and nine and NFC contention. Right. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, is it fair to say that Daniil Hunter and his health, his potential contract demands, as reported by Ian Rappaport a few months ago, that he is the single most important piece and cog to the Vikings puzzle this offseason? Hmm. Because I think he is. Hmm. Let me think about that for a second. If he comes back, the, the, the notion is like, oh, if he comes back, then the defense back is back to being top 15 automatically. 
Um, right. But if he says, I'm back, but I want to make $25 million a year, then right. it's like, okay, do you trade him? Right. How do you make room? Does Reef have to go? And the, and I, I think within the note that you're talking about that I sent you guys last night, I think that it was pointed out that the Vikings, since sacks started being tracked in 1982, I think they had 23 this season, which is the lowest total in franchise history going back to 82. Uh, that immediately changes if if Hunter can play. So yeah, I. So, he shouldn't be the most important thing, but the issue, and I think where your question holds water, is in Zimmer's world of how he thinks about things and runs things, which is everything is emphasized with defense first. The lack of a guy who could rush the passer as effectively as Hunter does and is as athletic and meaningful to altering what opposing teams have to do that the answer is probably yes. I will, though, be very clear in saying it shouldn't be yes. Like, that should not... You're, you're, the answer to your question should be no. But because of how the Vikings philosophically go about their business and how they basically want the offense to do its job to make the defense look good, um, unfortunately, the answer is yes. And I will continue to say that the Rappaport report to me cannot be dismissed. I think it's very important, and I do think that coming off a neck problem with a really, really underpaying contract that the Hunter camp is going to say before he takes another snap as a Viking, we want you to tear up his contract and make him one of, if not the highest-paid defensive player in the league, which is an enormous ask. <laughs> Back to the show in just a moment, but Federated has entered the new year with some great resources for you business owners out there. As a business owner, how helpful would it be for you to have employee training at your fingertips? Industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success. Well, that's why Federated Mutual Insurance Company recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources, safety training videos, customizable risk management plans, sample risk management policies and checklists workplace posters, and much, much more. Get registered today so you can jump on MyShield through the federatedinsurance.com website or the MyShield app, which you can also download. And uh, you can talk to your Federated marketing representative today as well. If you just go to federatedinsurance.com, you can find out more information. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Yeah, he's, um, it's amazing. Like This is going to be a situation, in my opinion. I think so, too. I don't... Because on one hand, you could say, and this is where I want your thoughts here, too. Like, on one hand, you could say, well, he signed a contract. Let me just pull up the defensive end uh, contracts here real quick, because I don't think he's in the top 10. No, I think he's, I, I believe I looked it up during the season. I think he was 18th among pass rushing defensive <sighs> wow. ends. He is grossly underpaid. His his representation did an awful job. So four, three defensive ends, according to OverTheCap.com, Joey Bosa. Average annual value twenty seven million dollars a year. It's quarterback. He's money. making more, and 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 you know some of this is like it's becoming so important to pay guys who can disrupt opposing quarterbacks that like I, I'm a little bit more willing to have this conversation with a defensive end, an elite defensive end, in terms of like paying him through the roof than I am a running back or a safety. Like oh, yeah. I would be way more okay with overpaying Daniel Hunter relative to you know other players at that position than Dalvin Cook or Anthony Harris. Like, I wouldn't rip the Vikings if they said, I know that $25 million is a lot. The question is, do you have to, now do you have to find another left tackle because you can't afford to pay Reef 
Um, you know, what, what What else has to go because you you might have to pay Dean Hunter this much money. Yep. Joey Bosa makes 27. Miles Garrett makes 25. Khalil Mack, 23 and a half. Demarcus Lawrence, 21. And Frank Clark makes 20.8. Daniil Hunter makes 14.4. He's not even in the top 15 highest paid 4-3 yeah. defensive ends. It's ridiculous. And not every team runs a 4-3. <laughs> So he's more in like the like the bottom half of of starting four three like stud defensive ends. Stud. So he could he could pretty easily say, "Listen, I make fourteen and a half million right now. If you doubled my pay, I would barely be the highest paid defensive end. So I'll settle for like second or third highest paid, just because. Listen, like you know, I don't want to put you in too tough of a spot. Yep. So would you be willing to say goodbye to a Riley Reef or say goodbye to you know another key player somewhere? Um, just, just to to keep Daniel Hunter happy, like you might have to have that discussion. But this, this is my problem. But my problem is this: this is where your previous decisions on players are now going to come back to impact you. The Dalvin Cook thing for the thousandth time was never about I don't like him. He's a great player, okay. But when you signed him to the contract that you did, you ate up money that could go elsewhere. And this is in this sport. I firmly believe this. It's a positional conversation. It's not an individual player. Um, and and if Dalvin Cook played left tackle or defensive end, you know what? I would have paid him and said, that's fine. But when you're paying Dalvin what you're going to pay him, when you're paying Kirk what you're going to pay him, and when you look at where they have decided to spend their money towards a salary cap that, by the way, might not go down as much as we thought, Phil, but it's going down. I guess my question is, do you have enough left to now to now make Hunter happy and sign him and be a successful yeah. team? The best case scenario, and I don't think this is going to happen, the best case scenario is Daniil Hunter is healthy, he's willing to play for the contract that he signed, and you just plug him back in once training camp, once offseason training camp starts, and his presence, as as previously agreed upon contractually, his presence vaults the Vikings back into the top half of the league immediately defensively without even talking about like Michael Pierce and Anthony Barr and whatever they could get in free agency. That's the best case scenario. But knowing how the Vikings always operate, it's never like a smooth sailing path to the best case scenario. If so. you're him, if you're Hunter coming off a neck problem, and we don't know if it's really bad or neck scare me. So I'm not going to assume that it wasn't something big but if you are him and you have put together the career that you put together before you sat out the 2020 season is there any way on god's green earth that you're going to play coming off a neck problem for that contract because i'm not well i mean i would love to have that contract and the vikings (laughs) no but i'm saying if you're him and you're looking at, at at the over the cap right now and your representation sold you way way short and you know that the next hit that you take might end you. Yeah, I mean, this is where like I can't put myself in that mindset because he still makes fourteen and a half million dollars, and he but agreed he's to that contract. Underpaid now, and I want a new contract. But the flip side to that problem is the Vikings are going to come back and probably rightfully so say you had yeah. a neck problem. This is the hard part about like talking about football player money and athlete money is that on one hand, I I I want to say. How much money do you really need? Like, your team would be better if you just played for $14.5 million. Or if you're Kirk, like, dude, if you just made, like, $15 million, you'd still be able to do whatever you want in life. And 
Like, dude, like Kirk Cousins, like haggles over whether or not to pay his favorite band a hundred grand to play a backyard party, and like yeah. whether that's too expensive, you know? Yeah, Kirk's Kirk. So on one hand, I'm like, logical Phil is like, dude, it's fourteen half million dollars. Like, what's the difference between fourteen and a half and twenty? But Your life's pri- not gonna be different. But it's pride partially, and that's the other side. It's like union pressure and. Uh, ego and all the other things that none of us normal people can wrap our heads around, right? It's all monopoly money past a certain point for most people. But I think we're just sort of warning fans that this might be a thing in the offseason. And if it becomes a thing where he wants to be one of the highest paid defensive ends, we're not just making this up. This is Ian Rappaport from a few months ago. Then what's your plan? How do you clear that money? Who do you have to say goodbye to? Or do you look to trade him? Do you look to move up in the draft and, and use Daniel Hunter as a trade chip? That, like, that might be it. Yeah, That might be it. First and second round pick. I'm curious, uh, with him coming off a neck problem, what he could get you. I mean, yeah, not, I mean, not his, as much as a year ago. Yeah, because he, he's a great player. But you probably still get a second round pick. I don't know if you're going to get a first after, after a neck injury. And like I don't a, know that you would trade him if you didn't get a first round pick. Yeah. Boy, that's a good question. Ideally, you don't trade him because he's oh amazing. yeah, like he's a guy that you would write. And, and honestly, this is the other thing. I would actually like if he said I need to make twenty five million, then I'll be happy and I'll be in my prime. And, and if you can confirm he's healthy, I think that's the path I would go down. But then it, it kind of feels like you're now you're back in roster construction. And you're not mode signing a left guard. Then you almost have to say goodbye to Riley Reef. Dakota and, Dozier might be back. Yeah, so it's but, tough. We'll the one thing out. is, is be careful because there will be a lot of people that hear this conversation and say, oh, come on, you guys, you're not, come on, that's way off. That's not, if you were the same person that said, Stefan Diggs ain't going it anywhere. Stefan, quit. This is nothing. When a major media outlet, especially one plugged into the bleeping league, reports something about a guy's contract. That's often the first part of the fuse that lights the entire thing. Yeah. Yep. And so we'll see how this plays out. It'll be uh, Stefan Diggs is going to be back. What are you talking about? Kind of glad. Kind of glad that he's not. I, I enjoy watching him in Buffalo, and I enjoy watching Justin Jefferson in purple. It's great. Justin Jefferson's great. You are correct. And I'm rooting for the Bills in the playoffs in part because I love Stefan Diggs, and I don't think you have to have animosity towards Stefan Diggs. Like you're a Packer a fan. You're a Stefan Diggs fan. No, Declan's a Packer no, 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 fan. Yeah, get, you're get both your Packer facts. fans. Declan's a Packer fan. I'm both Packer fans. You just no. I, I love Stefan Diggs. I think the Packers might win the Super Bowl. I am not a Packer fan. Although I did wear a Brett Favre Packers jersey when I was 12 years old for Christmas one time because I was. And mad I got the heat for years for being a a in the closet <laughs> Packer fan. Well, but you're married to your your wife loves the Packers. Yes, yeah, she adopted so you're, them you're a Packer when I covered them. You're a Packer in law. You know what? Packer in law. I'm just a football fan. Okay, I'm Mr. I appreciate Positive. Greatness. Football. I'm Mr. Positive. You like that? You like that? All right, that's a wrap on today's episode of Purple fun. Daily. Write that down every single Wednesday on Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. We will see you guys tomorrow for another edition of How to Fix the Vikings. The South Dakota Stories, Volume Two. I could see beyond the Black Hills and the way they called for exploration. I could feel the air, the way it paints against skin and fills hungry lungs. I could hear the way the water ran for miles, and the way the bison grazed, the way our boots meet the earth as we step past expected. I could imagine my time in South Dakota, and I wish to go back, because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.